listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. pinch me because I actually, <laughs> it's Pharmacy Friday today, so that let's get that out of the way. I can't help but to be excited just because it's Pharmacy Friday and pharmacists are doing things that you've never done before, ever. You, Some of you entrepreneurs out there are just blowing my mind in what you're doing in pharmacogenomics, what you're doing in medication management, what you're doing in specific disease states. Dr. Will Omarque, he is out there. He's a specialist in pain management. He understands the sickle cell disease and comorbidities and other things that are happening. We honored pharmacists with the release of the RX Influencer magazine, as well as the 50 most influential um, pharmacists and pharmacist professionals in the country. And someone made the list and she is on with me today. And that's why I said pinch me because Dr. Robin Smith Barrett is here with us today. She is the number one uh, Instagram star that, that's, our, that's a pharmacist. So she's representing us all in this profession. Welcome, Dr. Barrett. How are you? Amazing. I'm so excited about this. I've been waiting for this. You've been waiting. I've been waiting <laughs> since I found you. And the dose show is just amazing where you're literally sitting down. And that's where I'm going to start before we, I don't do things normally. This is a very, is going to be a, a, a shoot from the hip show. We don't, I don't want to go down the normal paths of podcasting, but okay, dose, I exactly. I watched you, but the dose show, tell our listeners right off the bat about the dose. Yeah. So the dose show actually began while I was in pharmacy school, right? I am a person that needs to exercise my creative, you know, process um, at all times. And so I am a person that's not a, afraid of the camera. So I combined those two skills to create this show, essentially, before podcast became such a big thing. Um, and I utilized YouTube and audio to create this. So first, it just started off as a traditional show. I had some of my friends in the entertainment industry doctors, uh, actors, anyone really that I knew that was actually doing great works. So I had them on the show, interviewed them, went through topics like, you know, veganism, things that people, the general public care about when it comes to health, right? And now the show has transformed into this because of my fitness journey, this learn and burn segment that I'm doing that people are actually working out as I'm asking them questions. So it's kind of like hot ones or like that Kevin Hart show where you know, you're know you applying pressure and seeing if they fold um, and answering the questions. It's incredible. I love <laughs> it. I've watched several episodes. I'm trying to keep up because you do put out a lot of content, which is amazing. That's really how to keep our, our, um, our potential, you know, consumers and yeah. physicians and doctors and nurses who are watching you I think of doctors 
uh, Zubin Damania and his amazing show as Dr. Um, Z-Dog MD and, <laughs> and how he not only has been a keynote speaker at several conferences, but he's representing doctors in a very needed light. They have to be much more integrated into today's culture. And part of that culture is social media, it's video, it's dynamic audio and podcasting and social media. And you are keeping up with that. And and how do you keep up with that? Let's start with that question. Right, right. It is, it is a hard task. Um, and I would say the two things that I learned in school, any professional school, you learn a lot about discipline. And that discipline can be applied to any aspect of your life. I applied it to my fitness journey. I applied it to content creation, making sure that I hit those deadlines, those targets, um, and realizing that it may not feel big today, but tomorrow it may make a difference. So I think that that's what keeps me motivated. I don't really believe in motivation because I'm never going to really feel like doing anything. But if I apply that discipline and just see the, the bigger picture, um, I think that that's what keeps me going. So I'd say discipline and consistency, right? Um, making sure that you're putting that content out. A lot of people take a lot of content and they just sit on it. And so I encourage people to say, be vulnerable, put yourself out there. Even if you don't like it, sometimes that's the content that goes viral. Exactly. Because sometimes it's more sincere that way. It is. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, it can be bumpy. And I mean, I started 12 years ago podcasting and believe me, episode one is still out there and it's embarrassing. So that's just the way it is. Like we all grow up, we all progress, we all get better. Hey, I want to stop and say 56% of our pharmacists are women. Okay. I am a father of four daughters. So I want one of my four daughters for goodness sakes, as I told you before we started recording, uh, Tyler works for me. She's my oldest daughter. I want her to go to marketing school. She's kind of deciding if, you know, she wants to return or go to uh, school this, this fall. And I want them to know people like you. I want them to know that you don't have to not have fun. You don't right. have to not be tied into um, social media in the industry and, and being able to blend things. But you most definitely, when I watch you, and I watch your I watch your stories. I watch your Instagram. I watch the polish and the professionalism. And you have to work. Not only do you have to work your ass off, but you have to be disciplined. And you exude that because you make it look flawless, Robin. You do, oh but it's God. not. It is a craft. It is something that you've become very good at, and you have fused evidence based medicine and what it took to become a doctor of pharmacy and you have fused that with fashion and culture and you are a, um, a beautiful black American and you're a woman and you're a leader in healthcare and you are the face of, I want my daughters to become that type of attitude. I don't want them to become you. I want them to become them, but I want them to follow the pathway that you are forging and that you are developing. And I think, I just think that's incredible. Thank you so much. I mean, just saying that means that I still have long ways to go, but that the mission is being accomplished because that's all I want. I just want to be an example that you don't have to be in a box, especially as a woman, a woman in general, we're in a box. 
So as a pharmacist, I just want people to understand that I've tried to hide myself. I've tried to, you know, dim, dim my light essentially, and it just still keeps shining. So I just embrace it at this point. And I just wanted to share that with people that you don't have, a lot of people just say no to any health profession because they feel like they have to act a certain way or be a certain way. I think naturally you're going to want to be a professional after you go through that many years of school, but you're still never going to lose the, the core of who you are and the interests that you like, whether it's fashion, whether it's marketing, you're still going to be that person. And I, I think it's, what's the worst thing to go through school and let it change you completely. And now you're the straight and narrow person, never did anything wrong. Who's the real fraud, that person or the person who just stayed true to who they were throughout their whole life. So I, I, th I thank you for saying that. What you're, what you're describing, Robin, is the fact that there are 311,000 plus active pharmacists in the United States. I do not want them to be the same as each other. Yeah. I want them to take their knowledge as doctors of pharmacy and now build something special that number one, we've never seen before in healthcare because it's the fusion of passion for something that you're driven by with the fact that you are a friggin' PharmD. I spell friggin' with a PH, by the way. I and <laughs> and I, I see the fusion of that in, in you and many pharma. Dr. Um, Christina Fontana is, she takes the mental, um, side of of pharmacy from a, or a mental side of health and and she creates elements of empowerment for women who have obstacles in their life whether it's something that they grew up with or a family member or and she helps th those people to remove that well that's not that's not a she's not standing behind a counter um right. in community pharmacy she's doing something at a whole nother level and helping these people to level up and that's exactly what you you forged your own path. You just so happened to have a doctor of pharmacy and you're you're still using components of it. I know that you are. I can tell by the way that you plan and there's a there's a regimen around around you. And, yeah. and I can tell that there was you had to be disciplined to get through pharmacy school. My God. <laughs> what pharmacy yeah. school did you go to? Loma Linda University. It is a Seventh-day Adventist school. So there was a lot more, you know, that you had to do in order to, and especially a lot more restrictions that you would think, right? Because this is a Christian school. Um, they practice vegetarianism. We had to go to chapel every Wednesday. But what I think that I learned from it was that this school actually took time out to develop a spiritual journey as well. There you go. And so now, yeah, we all wanted to study during chapel, but now I look back and I'm really grateful for that. And to your point earlier um, about the, you know, well-roundedness of an individual, think back to when we were all applying to pharmacy school or any type of school, we needed to have different extracurricular activities in order to be interesting. I remember... Getting, I got a job at, at a hospital my first year of pharmacy school because they were like, wait, wait, you were a fashion designer? They were like, wait, what? Tell me, wait, tell me more about that. Because in a pharmacy, there's a lot of business. There's a lot of money being involved. There's a lot of things that if you understand business, it will help the pharmacy. So they were just so interested in that. So I would say you don't get anywhere with grades alone. You have to develop your holistic approach uh, to life and to health. 
Absolutely. Uh, functional medicine is just exploding and taking off. Dr. Robert Kress uh, started a functional initiative. He's on, um, he's on Instagram as well, where he is meeting with patients and starting to really dig down into their diet and digging down into their environment. And are you taking walks outside? And are you really taking advantage of, of mother nature? But then he backs that up with, he's a pharmacist. Like he understands how medications and vitamins and properties and exercise and endorphins and sexual health and the whole thing like that, that's special. And mm -hmm. that therein lies the differentiator. So we need more people to take the steps that you did. Tell me how you go from spending and your family. I want to hear this story too, just to be like, what do you mean you're going to be in fashion and you're kind of a media a mogul and icon versus sticking to your pharmacist, like, you know, regular track, the traditional track of being a PharmD. Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it all stems from having a family that supported me in whatever I wanted to do. They didn't push me into pharmacy at all. So I think that having that freedom, they know that the caveat is if I wanted to change again, or if I wanted to expand that, that I probably would, and they would have to support that. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that type of environment growing up like that. Cause I didn't have any doctors in my family. You know, this was just my decision. This is my interest. I worked at a CVS across the street from my parents' house and fell in love with it. Like I loved having that patient interaction. Um, I love being able to, like I said, you don't have to come to the, you don't have to pay for an appointment in order to get that type of education, you know? So I, I valued that, but I was giving back to the community. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school and this is just a part of me, but it's not all of me. So then I started to explore, you know, the creative side, which I always have been doing. I've always had a business since I was 18. I have my own business. So they all grew synonymous, synonymously together. And now I'm, my parents are not surprised because I'm just as much a pharmacist as I am an influencer. That makes sense. It does. It absolutely does. Um, I want uh, people listening, if you haven't watched or, or listened to uh, Dr. Barrett on The Dose, please uh, find her. She's very easy to find. If you just Google Dr. Robin B. PharmD, everything comes up. Instagram comes up. Your talk show comes up. Um, you know, your YouTube. So obviously you've been doing this long enough to have this kind of progressional, um, you know, notice that it is really starting to take off. Can you tell me about that transition and share that with a lot of, of our pharmacists are listening to you right now and they're wondering how did she do this? Like, how did you get from point you graduate pharmacy school and then how do you grow and how it took a while? Cause I I mean, I didn't see results from my own business, which was a side business. I wasn't doing it full time until 2019. So for the first 10 years, it was a side business. And yeah. now it's blossoming into this original. No one else has ever done this with publishing and audio in pharmacy. And it's giving me an opportunity to advance and amplify the voice of pharmacists. So Take me through your journey when you graduated uh, from pharmacy school. Yeah, so this was a recent, right? Um, and I graduated in May. Um, so this was, you know, just this last year. And I would say, because I know about my discipline, I know a lot about myself. 
I was going to graduate. I mean, it's tons of people in pharmacy school, first year dropout, second year, and, and it's difficult. It's very hard to stay in the game, but I knew who I was and that that was gonna be my ultimate end goal. So I branded myself a little bit earlier. Now, when it came to information and putting it out there, I definitely was very careful, but the brand, overall brand, and just saying, hey guys, I'm studying to you know, get my PharmD, that is something you can start even now. So anybody in school, um, if you have that time, if you're able to you know, find the time to create content outside, you can start branding yourself now, but until you have that official degree, of course, is when you should start giving information and advice. Absolutely. And then you can always give disclosures as you're a student, you know, and letting them know, hey, this is not medical advice. See yeah. your physician, blah, 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 the normal disclosures. And I, I think remember, that's just good practice anyway. No, it really is. I remember the first year I was thinking of my wheels were turning and I emailed the board of pharmacy and I asked them, I said, hey, I'm a student. I want to do this YouTube show. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. Like it was it was so hilarious. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, I was so careful. I was going to this Christian school. I just wanted to be, you know, a-okay and look, look now. <laughs> I know. So let's jump back then. So when did you start from an entrepreneurial perspective doing this and what were you doing alongside? Because obviously you probably had something else going on too. That was like the, the, although you were a student, so goodness gracious, where did you find the time to do all this? Okay. So what I would say is my lifestyle, um, growing up, especially because I went to school away from home, right? And I always have lived by myself. It's just something that I've always wanted. So I needed to make ends meet. Even if I was going to school um, until I was 30 years old, I knew that I wanted a certain environment to feel comfort. So I, influencing actually got me through school. Um, like it paid the bills, it got everything, all the brand deals that I've had. So I knew it, to me, it was just a, a hustle that really was necessary. It wasn't an option anymore. At a certain point when I was making money, I just said, you know what, this is something I need to take serious and I need to just manage my time with studies, know how I study. I think it's very important that we don't just try different tactics when we're studying. We figure out what it is, even when we're practicing, figure out what it is that's gonna get you the information to you know, digest it, and then you'll find time to do other things. So I, personally don't feel fulfilled unless I do both if I don't exercise left and right brain so it ha I had no option and then of course monetarily I was also making money on that end so this literally like I said if I had a business at 18 and I still was biology major at Syracuse University go Orangeman <laughs> I still <laughs> I've always had this in me so I'd say just cultivate it earlier on what about Instagram? Because Instagram has really so I'm I'm a lot older than you and and I so when I came into social media, I really didn't get into social media until about two thousand seven. Mm -hmm. And I had been in pharmacy for three years and I started blogging. But there wasn't really any use of anything else other than the blog, which I guess you could consider it kind of the beginnings of social media in some way, because Facebook wasn't even around. And then 2009, I got involved with Twitter and that became my favorite because it was my first. But today, the platform that is, you know, rising above so many others is Instagram. And 
I don't like it as much. I only have 7,000 followers, not like you, um, where, where my content, uh, some linking and some other things that you really want to do. I still want to drive good information as a publication. And so Twitter is still more my fit because I can put in journal articles and I can put in articles and build discussions and hashtagging and, and it just seems more natural to me. But Instagram really, and by the way, 56% of my beloved pharmacists are female. And they say over 60% of users on Instagram are also, what do you know, female. So that needs to be a platform that if you are trying to get the attention of medically intelligent, professional women, pharmacists, physicians, nurses, practitioners, whatever, yeah. you should be on Instagram. So talk to me about Instagram. Yeah. So what, what you said was really important. It's about knowing the channels that work for you. Um, and I think because I've done so many things, I've learned Instagram from so many angles. I think if I was just coming in as an educator alone, it'd be very difficult to navigate and create content because it's like, people don't care about what I'm saying. Right. But what I did was I fused, even when it, if it was dancing, even if it was fashion, I fused all the things that naturally grab attention with information, with the call to action. So it, it's important that you know yourself and you know what you're able to create and where, because there's always a space for that. Even Pinterest is 80% women, mm. right? And you know, if you wanted to just throw ads on there, it's, it's very beneficial. So you just have to know all the channels. TikTok now is even... Yeah to some outshining Instagram. So what we really need to do is realize what's the, what's okay, the top performers, Instagram and TikTok, what are the commonalities? Videos, video content. How can I make a video interesting to somebody? Okay, let me focus on the first five seconds of the video. No one wants this long, cause they're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, you know? So that, that's what I would say to somebody who is like, okay, yes, I have all these other platforms booming, but I want Instagram create video content. You have a great personality, right? You were just dancing. Share that. <laughs> I went viral so many times for sharing. I and mean, they're like, oh, that's the pharmacist girl dancing. I'm like, cool. You know, as long as you notice, it's fine. You know, so I would just say video content. They want to see who you are. They want to know more about you. That's a really good point. And it's just being ourselves, which I think is an element of of really seeing through some of the staged, you know, crap that's out there that can either be perceived as fake news or, you know, just someone who wants attention or, but you're coming at the internet with so much sincerity. And I noticed that right away. And I think that in and of itself is so important. Thank you so much. Think about bedside manner, for example, like you don't, you don't walk in and start doing a consult in rotation alongside, you know, the physician and the primary care and maybe a couple interns and you're faking, you know, your mm -hmm. interest in the patient's case. You're literally, you know, looking them in the eye and you're smiling and you're and you're interested because you nerdy pharmacists love to dig into, you know, the this very specific condition and understand. And I think there's a special element to trust in medicine and trust in healthcare. When, when just like you, Robin, with your audience, the sincerity is coming through. So there's no different in delivering medicines and treatments and expertise as someone who is generally interested. Yeah, I love that you said that because I felt like my 
social media personality really showed on rotations. Um, you know, or even now when I go to work, it's like I'm more of a public speaker. I can speak to people. I can connect to them. And I think that it's important to grow those things. Like being very smart is good, you know, but if you can't communicate that with your patient, it's actually going to, you know, go nowhere. And we know how important compliance and different things with drugs are. So we have to really make them feel like we care. And I have to, it's my duty to make 500,000 people feel like I care about each and every one of them, right? So we have to engage with our content too. Even if it's a simple like the comment back, we have to let them know that we see them, right? Do a lot of polls, say, hey, what is your opinion on this? And especially with you, you have so many, hey, what do you wanna see next? Who do you want on the show? Yep. You know, tag this person, giveaways. Hey, guys, tag your two friends. There's so many marketing tactics that you can learn and it's out there, it's a free platform. Why would you not use it? That's right. So I want, this is basically the first time you're hearing this too. So I'm ready to surprise you. So Ooh. be ready. Although, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I, sometimes yeah. I've done this with other pharmacists and they get like, you know, squirmy and excited, but you're so thick skin when it comes from what you've like, you're like a mogul out there. So I'm not going to shake you, but here's what I'm going to say. The American Pharmacists Association, the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies, MHA, the NCPA, which leads our community pharmacists, the ASCP, which leads our senior care consultant pharmacists, the, I mean, there's, you know, the alphabet yeah. soup of associations, association yeah. directors that are listening to me right now, the CEOs, my own favorite state association, the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. I want someone in 2023 to bring on Dr. Robin Barrett as your keynote speaker. And if someone picks you up, Robin, you have to promise to have me as your MC to introduce you and to be like your little side gig where I can actually help build some more uh, drive into this association. But you're going to be a keynote speaker at a major pharmacy conference in 2023. I'm going to mastermind this with you right now. We're going to commit to it. And you are going to be a keynote speaker. And I can't wait to be there. Oh, I love it. I, I'm an NCPA member. So I used to be all those conferences. That would be amazing. We're going to do it. Gonna 2023, do it. Dr. Robin Barrett, keynote speaker at a major conference. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. What else can you share with our Listeners, we have pharmacy technicians. We have people that are in the pharmaceutical industry, obviously our beloved pharmacist. But I want you to share something with them as an industry. We're going through burnout. Pizza's not working is this initiative to try to find to get um, attention to uh, Dr. Bled Tanoe started that. She's out of Oklahoma, was a community pharmacist in a major chain saw that burnout was not getting any better. There was a, you know, there wasn't this balance of, we understand the pandemic inflamed this, but there's always been this where they're, they're overworking pharmacists per number of prescriptions, per the support that they've received and the number of texts that are there available. So what do you want to say to your industry? I love that. Well, intro, my new fitness app, I think physical activity, like we teach our patients, is very important. I always say that I want to prevent my patients from actually having to see me. I want you to do the preventative measures 
so that you'll never have to see me for a critical condition. So I think it's really important that people kind of really take their fitness seriously, not just the top of the year, but really hone in on nutrition, hone in on physical activity, just getting moving. Um, and really, you know, if it's an Apple watch, really taking those metrics and just monitoring yourself, right? We teach this all the time, but we're burning ourselves out, like you said. Yep. So my app is a holistic approach. I transform busy professionals' lives through mind, body, and soul activities. So on the app, not only do you have the physical aspect, the nutritional aspect, you also have mindset. There's playlists, Spotify playlists. There's different things to get your mind ready because even though the mindset for going to the pharmacy is very important, there's a mindset when going to the gym, you know? If you're a new gym goer, you're looking at all the equipment, you're nervous, you're like, what does that machine do, right? So on this, you actually get to see how to do it. And so you go in there like a pro. So I just want professionals to feel confident. I don't want them to think that they only have one way to live, which is to go, 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 multitask. It's, that's what they teach us in pharmacy. Be the best multitasker. And that's great. But where's the release? Where's the self-care aspect? So in the show notes, we are going to have a link to this app. And um, I also want um, your graphics regarding the app so that we can get it out on our social media we're going to push it out through Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook and and put this app in. And then tell me in follow-up, if somebody subscribes to the app, is there a, um, a charge per month if they want to get into like a higher level of information or, or how does that work? Yeah. So this is how it's set up. So your first month is a dollar. Okay. Okay. So super, you know, easy to commit to that. Yep. And each month, it's just $15. Okay. This is the Netflix of fitness, essentially. So each week, I upload new content. There's a new show. You know, there's new smoothie recipes. There's new things. And then you also have intermittent fasting guides, nutrition guides. You have the ability to talk to me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I am developing in the future a way where maybe there's a one-on-one -on -one program where we can actually Zoom and I can actually teach you hands-on but right now i wanted something inexpensive that gets people going yep. right a lot of fitness trainers are selling three hundred thousand dollar right. <laughs> programs that are going to supposed to transform you but you can do the same thing and i transformed my body in two months i'd say post pandemic or you know like the first half of the pandemic yep. was really hard on me um i gained a lot of weight and so in two months of discipline diet I was able to transform my body. So I just put that in the app and I want to help all pharmacists do the same. So the pharmacy podcast network is going to purchase 10 of those subscriptions for 12 months. And we're going to send that, uh, that, that money directly to you, Dr. Barrett. And I want us to use those 10 to really find some, some pharmacists out there and we'll come up with a contest but I want those 10 pharmacists that we're treating to this to kind of be a document ongoing. Like if you want to be documented, you kind of like want to be part of this and, and kind of use the app. And then maybe in 12 months, we'll get them all back together on a podcast or something. But the Pharmacy Podcast Network is going to um, purchase 10 of those. And we're going to have a, um, a little contest coming out. So stay tuned. I love that. Let's get that before and after picture. Yes. That's a little focus group. I love this. Exactly. <laughs>
I'm excited. Thank We're you. so excited to partner with you to have you on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This cannot be the last time. And by the way, I don't know where your studios are. I would assume uh, out in in the West Coast in California. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as you tell me where and when, I want to come on the dose. Like I, we've got to have a little dance party on the dose and celebration of pharmacy. We should try to do it on a Friday so it's Pharmacy Friday. Perfect. A little learn and burn. Are you ready to work out just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I won't go too hard. <laughs> I've watched you and you kind of like are, oh my gosh, I'm like, I could not keep up with her. You got it. Not at this point. I have started back working out. I'm doing about three days a week. Awesome. And my wife uh, just bought a Peloton and I don't even know what that's about. So I'm looking forward to seeing that component. But I want to get my physical strength back at my yeah. age. I'm 49. So I'm ready to, you know, really level up and I got to get my strength back. And I, I was a swimmer back in the day. I want to mm -hmm. get that cardiovascular back up because I, notice a difference when I'm playing with my kids outside or when I'm doing something like I don't have that capacity like I used to. And that's my fault because I didn't keep it up. Very important. Very important. But you're, you're on that track and I know you're going to stay to it. And yep. if you need help, then download the app. <laughs> I am. I'm going to download. I'm gonna, maybe I should take yeah, one. You get a free subscription. Yes. I'm going to, well, I'll get one and we'll actually go through it together and, and then I'll, I'll tweet and see, I keep saying tweet. I'll Instagram and tweet oh, about it, but I can't it. give up Twitter, uh, Robin. I like it too much. I accidentally much. deleted mine. I had 4,000 followers <gasps> back in the day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I have absolutely loved this. A uh, big fan of yours, uh, Dr. Robin Smith Barrett. Um, give a shout out for your Instagram and where you want people to follow you. Of course. First and foremost, thank you so much. This podcast has been amazing. My heart is so full. You guys are incredible. Um, and you can find me at Dr. Robin B um, app.com. So this is that fitness app I'm talking about, or just Dr. Robin B.com. You don't have to spell out the doctors, just D R R O B I N um, B.com. And that has all the different things like my trip coming up. Um, my skincare line, Muse Labs, all these important things. Um, and if you want to find me on socials, it's just at dr.robinb. Excellent. God yeah. bless you. We are fans. You got to come back. We're going to be watching. Um, going to get more pharmacists plugged into you as well as this app. Uh, stay tuned, listeners, pharmacy podcast listeners. We absolutely love you and what you do. Our frontline providers, our pharmacists, our pharmacy technicians, you are my heroes. And we are going to be having this contest start. Give us about a week or two to get it off the ground. But watch uh, Dr. Robin B's account. Watch the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're going to have fun doing this contest and get people plugged into this app because it sounds amazing. Thank you, guys. Let's do this journey together. I love it. It's to, it's hashtag together RX. Oh, there we go. And then the E it's and then the R and then the X. It's right. together RX. Start love saying it. that. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, U.S. Farmy shirts. Uh, Dr. Uh, Robin B. is going to have a, a, a U.S. Farmy shirt coming soon. We're going to send you a camo and a black. And we definitely want to see you uh, dancing or working out in one of those shirts. Yes, I got you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. We're out. But have a great uh, week, uh, pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. And like I said, if there's anything that we can ever do for you, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast. Network.